Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Hello and good morning. Welcome along to another show of Going Greyhounds. What a week it's been in particularly New South Wales Greyhound Racing. We saw the inaugural 7.15 run at the Gardens on Saturday night, brilliantly taken out by Miss Esme. We saw the Chief Havoc Cup at Gunnedah on Sunday. It was an upset win, Devil Dodger, upsetting the, the McKay favourites, Fantastic Raven and Zipping Maserati, and four terrific heats of the inaugural uh, inaugural Thunderbolt, the semi-finals there on Saturday night, and uh, the big... World's richest sprint race this Sunday night there uh, up in the the Northern Rivers at Grafton this Saturday night. It's going to be a big show. Our first guest this morning is going to be Jack Smith to talk all about Miss Esme after she won the 7.15 on Saturday night. Racing, Miss Esme away beautifully, led over Sound of Silence, Oa Range, Jarek Bale, Draco Bale, Gypsy Wyong, Corborn Magic and Line of Quality drops out. The leader, Miss Esme, up to the bend on the first occasion. Sound of Silence is only two lengths away. They're three, Oa Range, Jarek Bale, Corborn Magic, Gypsy Wyong, and then Draco Bale and the last one, Line of Quality. Miss Esme leads into the back. It's two and a half in front over Sound of Silence and they've gapped the others. About ten lengths away, Oa Range in third spot, followed by Corborn Magic. Magic off the back. It's Miss Esme in front. It's now three clear over Sound of Silence. A mile back as Zoho Range around the bend. Miss Esme still two. Sound of Silence coming, but Miss Esme wins the inaugural, the 7.15 over Sound of Silence. Corborn Magic or Oho Range for third. They were followed in by... So there it was, the inaugural 7.15, brilliantly taken out by Miss Esme. And what a story it was on Saturday night. Almost... Didn't make it to the track after the the trailer broke down on the way to the on the way to the track, and fortunately, a, a wonderful patron was able to give Marie and Miss Esme a lift to the gardens, and and the rest is history. We're joined now by Jack Smith. Good morning to you, Jack, and firstly, a big congratulations. Thanks, Matt. Good morning to you. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. More importantly, how how are you? How are the the celebrations after Saturday night? Oh, yeah, we're teetotalers, mate. There's not too much celebration. Another day at the office, I suppose, yeah. And tell us, obviously, you weren't there on Saturday night. Tell us your thoughts when Marie called you to say that the the car and trailer had broken down and she wasn't sure if she was going to make it. Must have been a a, a little bit of panic there, I suppose. I just literally felt sick, Matt, to tell you the truth. So what could you... I couldn't do anything, and she couldn't do anything, really, except... Try and get a lift, and which she did. So we were just so lucky that that man was so um, generous, and yeah, he just gave her the lift, her and the dog to the track. Yeah, incredible. It just goes to show that that there is some decent humans still out there in the world, doesn't it? That's for sure. That's for sure. And and the race, she had the she had the perfect draw for her drawn on the inside, but the race couldn't have panned out any better for you, could it? Jump straight to the front and. And out of trouble, and, and she just proved the superior stayer in the end. Oh, everything just lined up for her, yeah. I mean, she still had to do it. But, you know, I mean, the preparation ended up, ended up turning out good. And uh, then Marie picked the one box with the dog that used a bit of the track on the outside of, him, of her. So it was there for her. she done her best. And, um, you know, you just hope they do, and she did. And she got the chocolate, so it was just uh, one of those plans that come off. Sometimes they do and sometimes they don't, but nah, she's done a great job. 
And recently you've had some some outstanding greyhounds, Feral Frankie, Jungle Juice, uh, that have been very successful and now Miss Esme joins them. Where does where does she stack up with them and what does winning the inaugural seven fifteen mean to both yourself and Marie? Uh, look, all these dogs that win group races and, and races that are worth a lot of money, they're just it's just amazing. But, you know, I mean, trying to place the dogs, they're all special. Even old Brad Hillbilly's still there, and you never forget what he did. You know, he never won a group one, but he won group twos, and he ran second in these. They all just did. They just, they're all special dogs, and, you know, we don't sit around thinking who's the best one. I mean, if you want to sit down and work out who won the, the most money, well, I suppose you can do it that way, but we don't look at it like that. So different preparation. I mean... Brad running to Fernando Bale and Coast was very difficult for him. Farrell was just a terrific race dog and Jungle Juice is and still going, hopefully, and Esme's just been amazing. You know, her um, her speed and stamina, it's very unique. Uh, there's, there's not many you can do it. Like, she never even had a 600 in between the 500. We trialled her, but she never had any racing. To come back from five months off and have three 500s, one 700, and then to win the richest stone races, just a, it's a credit to her, and it's just all in the genes, mate. Just a great uh, line. <coughs> it's a great yeah, line, and uh, they just keep giving. Yeah, she's been she's been pretty remarkable, that's for sure, for a long time, particularly at that, that stage trip, but it just seemed like the more that she... She every time she had another seven fifteen, she got better and better, and it all culminated there on Saturday night. And I believe that is going to be the her swan song, her last race, and she's off to the breeding barn now. Yeah, yeah, she'll just uh, live a life of luxury at uh, London Dewey. <clears throat> Sorry, I got a bit of a frog in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. It's, so she'll go no, to she'll go, go to Lindsay's property and. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's got collision picked out for her. I'm not quite sure. I don't know whether that's 100%. But uh, that's the plan. And she, yeah, she's, I mean, she's never had 30 starts, but that's just the way they wanted to do it. So that's the way it's happening. Yeah, and I'm sure you'll be you'll be looking forward to, to be training her pups in the, in the future, no doubt. Yeah, let's hope I can buy a couple and maybe get a couple to train. Yeah. And just an update on Jungle Juice. Of course, he resumed at Gunnedah last week, but unfortunately had a tumble. How's he? Has he come through that? He had a little bit of bruising come out in his back leg, so we um, he had a few days off. He's been free gall- free galloping, and he, he looks quite free. You'll see uh, Doctor John Yule on Friday, and depending on what he says, uh, whether we go ahead with the Brisbane campaign or not. Yeah, all well, fingers crossed. He'll, uh, he'll he'll be okay, and we and we get to see him again, uh, if not in Brisbane, um, sometime soon here in Sydney, because he is a he's a superstar, and he's a he's a greyhound that that people uh, have proven that they love uh, over the journey. So it'll be great to see him back at the races, hopefully soon. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I don't think it's anything serious. Uh, he looks to be galloping okay, but I just want to dot the I's and cross the T's and make sure it's everything's right to go and then we'll see what happens after Friday. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for the chat this morning. Again, a big congratulations to both yourself and Marie. Uh, what a thrill winning the inaugural 7.15, the richest staying race in the world. I'm sure we'll chat again soon and, and all the best for you. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me on. No problem. There's Jack Smith, the trainer of Miss Esme, who won the inaugural 7.15 at the Gardens last Saturday night. We'll have for a quick break. On the other side, we'll chat with Gary Smith, who trains Aurora Dan, who's one of the players in the Thunderbolt at Grafton this weekend. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Racing short ticket away quickly, not as well as Typhoon Sammy, who shows superior burn to lead them into the corner. For Moose outside of it, parked on their backs was Arara Dan, nice and close. Next was Borneo Bandit, followed by Devil King Ritzer. Devil back to the rear with short ticket in the straight. Typhoon Sammy claimed by Arara Dan along the fence. Arara Dan goes through, beats Typhoon Sammy. Third will be Vamoose. Behind those was Devil King, followed by Ritzer Daniel. Well back short ticket. There we had Arara Dan, the winner of his heat of the uh, his semi-final of the Thunderbolt at Grafton uh, last Saturday night. We're joined now by Gary Smith. Good morning to you, Gary. G'day, Matt. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Firstly, how was the the lead up to the the semi? He was he was second reserve, so there would have been a couple of sleepless nights. I would have thought, hoping that he would gain a start. Yeah, well, he was actually nominated for a 450, and uh, we trained him for the 450. <laughs> and when we got a start, well, yeah, he ended up in that because they had to scratch him out of the other race to go into the semi. Yeah, well, that might have played into his hands because he he had to, he had to give all fifty this week. <laughs> yeah, so he, he he had to give Typhoon Stammy a start, and we know how how fast he is and how how successful he's been over the journey. He's won a, a couple of country cups in Victoria, so to give him a start and running down, it, it might be a nice little play for this week to to train him up over the four fifty and hopefully do the same thing. Yeah, he's nat- he's naturally pretty strong, Matt. That's his best thing, I think. Yep, and he, he loves it at Grafton, doesn't he? He was the, the track record holder uh, before the, the heats there last week when uh, it was broken by Orson Laurie and, and Integrity Mate. Do, do you think he can he can reclaim that track record uh, if, he, if he does put it all together, uh, ideally, this week? Oh, he's got to put it all together, mate. The track records aren't broken in uh, big finals like that, mate. <laughs> no way. They're just, there's that much speed in the race there that... I doubt it very much whether they'll break the track record. Yeah, it's always uh, you, you see you seem to see the faster times in heats and and things like that. Whereas when you get to the final and it's so competitive, it's it makes things very difficult, doesn't it? To 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 run those super fast times just for the sheer fact it's so competitive. Yeah, that's correct, mate. Yeah, you know? like when they're all pretty, they're all good dogs. There's not one dog in that race that's not a good dog. You know? Yeah. Absolutely, and and what were your initial thoughts after the the box draw? He's he's got box seven, but the, he does have a little bit of speed with awesome lorry drawn right to his immediate inside. That's his only positive being outside awesome lorry. But um, as soon as I got the box draw, I said I'm no hope because <laughs> he, like, he likes being on the fence, Matt. Yeah, so uh, I guess that you're just hoping Orson Laurie just absolutely flies out and gives him a nice cart across and he can somehow get down to the fence and, and give chase? Well, it's going to be a hard task, Matt, because, uh, like, to get around all those dogs, you know, um, and find the fence. You know, but he will he will stay out. That's, you know, like, un- until he finds the fence, he'll still keep coming. But, you know, uh, there's a few dogs here that want to get off and ones that want to come across and, you know, 
it's just all luck. Whatever one wins it, mate, they're going to have to have a lot of luck or a lot of um, no bad luck. Yeah, absolutely. And and what would it what would it mean to to be the the winner of the inaugural Thunderbolt there at Grafton, the richest sprint race in the world? Absolutely brilliant, mate. And when you said about uh, Rara Dean loves Grafton, not as much as me, mate. Oh, I love the place. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they... That's where I, I race there more than anywhere else. Yeah, well, they they you, you might be drink the bar dry if you can. If you can salute there on, on Sunday night, and it would be yep. thoroughly deserved. I don't have to win a big race to do that, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, very good. I'm, I'm sure we might be able to have one or two after the last there. I'll be coming up to, to call the, the Thunderbolt. Yeah, I'll be coming up. So well, uh, I've never been to Grafton, so I'm looking forward to it. I'll definitely shout you a beer, mate. Beautiful. Sounds good. good well, thanks for, the, thanks for the chat this morning, and good luck on Sunday with Arara Dan. All good, Matt. Pleasure talking to you. See you, mate. So there we had Gary Smith, who prepares Arara Dan into the Thunderbolt this week. We're about to chat with one of the greyhounds that broke Arara Dan's track record last week, Orson Laurie, who will be one of the big players in the, the Thunderbolt this week. We'll chat with John Corrigan. Here's the replay of Orson Laurie on Saturday night in his semi-final. Racing Handsome Jack was fairly away. Beginning best was Diamond Jill and burning across from out wide was Orson Laurie to dispute the lead. On their backs was Quick As followed by Keeping On. Oh, one's down heavily. I can't pick it up at this stage. Well back is good time. Lenny Handsome Jack at the tail as ties it by and in front is Orson Laurie. Diamond Jill up along the fence. Orson Laurie grips on. Beats Diamond Jill. Third will go to Quick As. Behind those runners, good time. Lenny Handsome Jack. Well back was ties it by and Vencedor. So there we had Orson Laurie in his semi-final at uh, Grafton on Saturday night. We're joined now by John Corrigan uh, from the the Grafton Greyhound Club. Good morning to you, John. Morning, Matt. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Talk us through this week. We've got the the richest sprint race in the world, the Thunderbolt there at Grafton. Uh, For for people that are listening this morning that are planning to go, what can we expect to to see on track? and, And how big is it for the town of Grafton to get a race like this? enormous Matt um, the town has got behind us and they're doing all they can to help us get this up and running it's um, something that you know when we put the new track down we never envisaged that we'd have a, a race such as this in a country town like Grafton it's um, very exciting really yeah absolutely and uh, and and the final itself there there's a lot of locals uh, that have made up the field, um, for, firstly, I'll, I'll get your tip on who you think will win the race. And then secondly, um, do you think being a local to Grafton has helped those be able to qualify a little easier than, than those that have been visiting from either interstate or, or from elsewhere around New South Wales? Uh, Matt, you're probably asking the worst judge in Australia. Um <laughs> But no, I think I think Fast Live's got a great chance. I think he, the way he goes at Grafton, he's formed at Grafton uh, first class, really. And um, with the Northfield luck behind him, I think he's got a, a great chance. Uh, they seem to be able to get their dogs up at the right time. Uh, Charlie's had a great mentor in his father, Billy. He's a dog called Pretty Short. who won 83 races, I think. And... Uh, you know, he's he's the dog that I think will be very hard to beat. He's drawn well in box two, uh, so I think he'll be hard to beat. Um, 
And as for your second part of the question, there's no doubt about it because uh, the track, well, the, the dogs that run placings were um, won their races or qualified at Bulleye and Richmond, two bigger tracks. And I think uh, this track is a as a speed track. Uh, I think Brian Barrington said they've got to gallop all the way, and he built the track. So uh, you know, he said there's, there's nowhere for a dog to hide at Grafton. Um, They've got to be on, out and going, and going for the whole 350 metres. Yeah, that's. I was. I was going to mention that. I guess the the longer the longer straight. If if you're some sort of suspect at the end of the end of the trip, that longer straight can certainly bring you undone. It's it's definitely harder to make ground on a on a bend than what it is up the straight. So, uh, you're definitely going to need a strong dog to to win the Thunderbolt on, on Sunday night. And you've also got the, the July Carnival only just a, a few weeks away now. Talk us through some of the, the key events through that carnival. Yeah, well, as usual, we've got the Maiden. It's uh, been a race that a lot of people have tried to win. I think Brother Fox tried to win it. He got beaten in the uh, in the final. Uh, a lot of good dogs have come out of it. That dog of um, Zipping Maserati, I think, of Jason Mackay has gone on. He won it last year, and he's gone on to bigger and better things. Uh, a lot of um, people like to come for their holidays and they bring their dogs with them and uh, enjoy the company of the, the other trainers from around the, from everywhere. We've got Jimmy Turner, he's here from Geelong. Uh, the people come down from Queensland. Uh, the Barnes has come from Kudal. Johnny Butsworth comes from Bathurst. So they come from everywhere to be, uh, have a working holiday with their dogs. I think that's what they do. Um, that's our feature race, the July Maiden, sponsored by Clarence Valley Sheds. And we've also got the Village Green Sprinters Cup uh, and the staying race over 660. This, uh, as well, we've catered for all dogs, though, we've, because we've got fifth grade heats over 350, fifth grade heats over 450, uh, fifth grade heats over 660. So all dogs are catered for and... Uh, like to see people enjoy themselves and have a good time while they're here. Yeah, absolutely. There's something for for everyone. And, and just going back to the Thunderbolt this week, I believe, as, as far as entertainment is concerned, uh, Robbie Dolan, I, I believe, is coming up to, to perform. Yes, Robbie Dolan. And we've got a, a, another local act to uh, help him uh, entertain the crowd when they get here. Um, as I said before, the the interest from locals, is it's been good. And, uh, well, not only locals, but your class casino and Lismore's locals, they, those people, are, they're all coming and they're bringing a crowd with them, which which will be great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've got, good luck. We've got, we've got food vans and, and drink vans uh, to help people enjoy themselves. Yeah, well, that's that's certainly going to be terrific. And for all those that are in the, the, dis, in the district that have tuned in this morning, um, I can only suggest to, to get along there to Grafton on Sunday night. It's going to be... a a pretty spectacular night, considering if it's anything like Dubbo was with their country classic uh, a couple of months ago, it'll be a, a pretty special night there on Sunday. Thanks, Matt. There's John Corrigan from the Grafton Greyhound Club talking about the Thunderbolt, the inaugural Thunderbolt to be run this Sunday night. Well, the other feature racing in Australia at the moment is up in Queensland, in Brisbane, and the, the feature this week is the Flying Amy Classic. 
French Martini will represent New South Wales. She was terrific winning her heat last week. We'll listen to the replay now and we'll chat with her trainer, Peter Lagogiani, on the other side. Racing Black Comanche midfield away. Dixie Gamble's won the start over Sheik. French Martini makes a line of three and moment of glory, a line of four. Going up behind them as Black Comanche got very wide. Into the back, Dixie Gamble's tackled by French Martini. Third was Sheik Black Comanche on a forward move, followed by moment of glory. Then came Sheik Savage, a break to Milligan, and Darrell's girl was last. Running off the back, going to the league was French Martini. Black Comanche runs on out wide. French Martini in front. Black Comanche won't get there. And French Martini, Blake Black Comanche. Third home was Sheik, followed then by Dixie Gambles in front of Milligan. Further back in the field. Yeah, there was the replay of French Martini winning her heat of the Flying Amy Classic at Albion Park last Thursday. We're joined by her trainer now, Peter Lagogiani. Good morning to you, Pete. Morning, guys. How are we? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Firstly, how has she, she come through her heat last week? It was It was a win that was probably better than then it looked, and it did look visually impressive. She's still learning the caper, isn't she? Oh, she certainly is. Look, uh, veteran of eight starts, six wins. Uh, I think she's going up against some pretty handy dogs that, that have had, you know, furthered their career by racing in, a, in other top-grade races. So, uh, look, uh, the box hasn't, uh, hasn't done us any favours. The box store hasn't done us any favours. But, uh, mate, she's pulled up well from the, from the whole trip up and down the, the coastline, and uh, and she's a true professional. And it was her first run since we saw her win the ladies' bracelet on um, Million Dollar Chase night. She had trialled before her heat up there in Queensland. How much improvement do you expect that she'll be able to make going into the yeah. final this week? Yeah, looking at the other heats, uh, most of the winners come from leading at the first turn, where she didn't. She had to work hard, tip two and three wide outside the leader. And then round them up on the home turn, and and you know, a very good dog in Black Camacho was was chasing her in the home straight, and and I think uh, uh, it didn't take any ground off her. So and he's, and he's fairly strong that dog. So look, it just it just indicates how strong this girl is. And mate, look, she's taken her harm from from the travelling. She's taken her harm from the run. You're right. It didn't look overly impressive on the clock, but I think it was ultra impressive the way she did it at, at such a tender age. Yep. I think the, the thing that, that I was most excited about is that I feel like she's still learning when she's outside Greyhounds, just learning how to get past them. Um, it looked like she wanted to sort of lay in on, on that one on her inside, but when she was able to clear clear her, she just exploded, and, and I think that was the impressive part. So when she works out how to, to be able to get past those on her inside without sort of interfering with herself, it's it's going to make her a pretty scary racing proposition, I would have thought, going forward. Well, we, we saw what she did at Wentworth Park when she began on the bunny, you know, running, you know, electrifying 29.46, and I think the million-dollar chase run 34-odd. So uh, she wasn't far off them. So, And uh, that was a classy dog that won the million-dollar chase this year. So, look, uh, she's, she's just got to anticipate the start a little bit better than what she did last week. Like I said, from box eight, it's got to be, you know, a whole different ball game for her. But uh, you're right; she's only learning this caper of racing. And, and look, once she once she perfects that, um, you know, the waters the waters are raised for the next six to twelve months. Exactly, absolutely, it is. Particularly with so much good racing coming up at at her home track here in Sydney at Wentworth Park. Now, as far as the box draw is concerned, you've mentioned a couple of times it's not ideal for her. 
Do you think she can overcome having to sit outside those greyhounds, or do you think her best chance is to just absolutely nail the start like she did in the, in the ladies' bracelet, find the lead, and, and then just try and run them into the ground? Mate, yeah, look, when it comes to, to group races, you can't afford to miss it and give group dogs a start and a beating. You know, uh, look, we've seen some fantastic greyhounds win this race. Look, I believe she's a fantastic greyhound. Um, it's all at box rise for her. You know, I, I definitely think the ones, that are the obvious uh, leader in the race, uh, the, 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 the more impressive dog on the night was the seven, and he's, he's drawn, I think, upside down. I think he should be closer to the rail. His first section ain't too brilliant. Um, but also, he can, he can gallop, so we can't take that away from him. And look, she's run the first section at Wayne. She's in trial, she can run sections. So, look, it's up to start. If you're sitting outside him and, and untouched, you know, hopefully she'll be on the podium. Well, I'm sure if she does get the unimpeded run, she'll be going very close. She's a she's a real talent. And where uh, post post the flying Amy, where will we see her next? Will is there a chance we might see her stay in Brisbane for the the Origin and Brisbane Cup? Well, we'll wait and see how we how we uh, go on on Thursday, and we'll progress from there. But look, uh, we've got we've got a few things penciled in for her. Um, it just it depends on her, mate. She'll let us know how she's pulled up and and uh, what she wants to do and. Uh, Hopefully she can tell us and we can understand her and we'll go from there. Yeah, well, I'm sure if history's anything to go by, you've always been able to place your greyhounds in, in the right company uh, for them to fulfil their potential. Well, good luck on Thursday night with French Martini and the Flying Amy. I'm sure if she gets that clear running that she needs, she'll be very, very hard to beat. Thanks so much. Appreciate it for your support, guys. Cheers. There's Peter Lagogiani, the trainer of French Martini. She is a star. She's not going to have it all her own way from box eight in the Flying Amy on Thursday night. But she gets clear running. She's a She is a very, very smart bitch. No question about that. We'll have for a quick break. On the other side, we'll chat with John Bunny Brash to talk about the Queensland Carnival. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Hey, welcome back to Going Greyhounds. Unfortunately, uh, Bunny's unavailable. So, talking about the Queensland Carnival, we've got the Flying Amy Classic at Group 2 level this Thursday night. It's a, a terrific field. Photo Man will jump the favourite, the Victorian, Amron Boy. Uh, a fellow Victorian uh, is on the second line of betting, but there's representation from plenty of states. We've got the West Australian, Panama Pepper, who's on the third line, and then, of course, French Martini. Uh, representing New South Wales, along with good odds, Emma as well. So it's going to be a pretty special race, the Flying Amy Classic, uh, this Thursday night. And, of course, just around the corner, we've got the Origin Series, the New South versus Queensland match races, and, of course, the the pinnacle, the Brisbane Cup at Group 1 level, which the final culminates on July 7. So it's going to be a big Brisbane carnival coming up. The feature in New South this week, the Thunderbolt at Grafton on... Uh, Sunday night, we've got heats of the Richmond Derby and Dokes coming up as well. So it's going to be a big week here in New South Wales, no doubt about that. The podcast for the morning show uh, will be up online soon. Till next week, take care. Hope you find many winners and the best of luck to you all.